You're listening to Alabama Tradition with Ryan Fowler and Martin Houston on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. tradition following a bye week and we'll get ready for Alabama and LSU. We're also going to wait and see where Alabama is ranked. That'll be coming out in the next couple of minutes. We'll find out. I guess there's one thing for certain. Alabama will not be at that number one spot, right? So we don't have to go one is the loneliest number that they'll ever be. So Alabama, we expect it to be in that top four. We'll see exactly what the committee thinks and we will bring you that live coming up in just a couple of minutes as we will each and every Tuesday right here on Alabama Tradition. We've also been covering the tragedy involving Henry Ruggs. You know, Martin Houston has always got a way of saying things uh, because we've talked about it all afternoon on my show, and I'm sure he'll talk about it tomorrow morning on his show with uh, two different lives that will be impacted uh, because of the uh, Henry Ruggs also being charged with the DUI uh, involving a fatality and, you just back up and and you don't know exactly yeah what to say. I mean, you know, forgiveness uh, plays in, grace plays in, uh, and then you automatically your heart sinks for the other family and you think about a life that uh, you know will no longer be lived. You also, you know, not that this is on the priority, but you also think about the impact of football and what he could have been able to accomplish and how this will impact that. Uh, so many different things. Uh, let's go to Martin Houston as we welcome in. National champ winning fullback at the University of Alabama. Hey, Martin Houston, how are you, man? Welcome in to Alabama tradition. Hey, Ryan, I'm doing well, man. I'm glad to be with you, sir. Yeah, we got to talk about a lot of different things. We're going to talk about these rankings. We will uh, have a chance to see where the Crimson Tide. We're also the 10th year anniversary of the 2011 National Championship football team that will be honored uh, there. You know, something I wrote down, something that you told me. Uh, many, many years ago. It, it finally hits you about 20 years out what you're able to accomplish. And, you know, I think next year you guys will be celebrating an anniversary of that 1992 team. But uh, 10 years out, we'll talk about that and a lot more. But let's start with the news of the day that's all over uh, every news outlet is uh, what happened out in Las Vegas. Uh, what was your reaction when you see the news come across your phone? Well, you know, uh, first of all, the, the first thing you think about Ryan is just the simple fact of um, that, that there's human beings involved and there's loss of life and you know um, so so that's the first thing you know that that crosses my mind as I think about um, those families and how they have been impacted by by what happened uh, and then uh, of course being in a Alabama guy, of course, you quickly think about the disappointment, 
um, the hurt, the pain, the questioning, the wondering, et cetera, of what happens with uh, Henry Ruggs and, and his future uh, in terms of, you know, this is, this is life-changing. Uh, his life, no matter whether he's charged and ultimately, you know, jailed or uh, whether he's not, his life has been changed forever. And then, of course, you know, you wonder about his family, his future, et cetera, uh, and whether I don't know if he has children or not, but whether or not, you know, if he does, that there won't be, you know, a father in the future or the, the lineage that he would have had potentially impacted. And then, of course, you also think the same thing in regards to the family of the individual uh, that lost her life. So it's tragedy all the way around. I know people instantly start calling them names. I saw where people call them idiots and stupid and he wasted this and he wasted that. And and this, this is one of the things I always uh, ask. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll never forget Ryan. I won't say who the individual was, but they were dogging someone who had gotten someone pregnant. Okay. And it was going to impact their life. And I remember them just, just railing and talking about this, this and this. And I said, have you had sex with someone? And they were like, uh, yeah. I said, well, be quiet then. I said, you you were not married uh, and you were doing something that you didn't have no business doing. You weren't mature enough to be doing. You just didn't get anyone pregnant like they did because you were doing the same thing. And there's a lot of people who are sitting back judging this young man and saying what they're saying. And it's just so happened that they haven't ran into anyone. But they were driving, and they've been driving under the influence. They have been uh, making choices and bad decisions. Uh, just fortunately, they have uh, not killed someone uh, or been in a, in a you know, really bad accident. But uh, that's the only difference between the decision that Henry Ruggs made and the decision that they're making. And many of them may even make it this weekend coming to watch and cheer on Alabama. So... Uh, I, I, I say be careful how you point that finger. Yeah, well, and, and Martin, we were talking about this a couple of minutes ago, and I know you hit a lot of the different points there, but you think about the uh, the guilt that Henry Ruggs, because everything that I heard, he was a really, really good dude, and, uh, you know, I, I never heard bad things when he was in Tuscaloosa. So if you think about the amount of guilt that he's got to live with for the rest of his life, that he took someone's life, that with it itself is going to be punishment for Henry Ruggs. And that, that's what I was trying to, you know, that's what I was communicating, Ryan, is, that, yeah, it's easy for us to sit here and say what we say, but in reality, um, uh, have we made a lot of choices sometimes any different than what he did? Uh, just because it didn't cost us um, a, as it did him. All right, so here we go to these rankings, and that was the big story of the day that uh, involves the University of Alabama. We're up to the college football playoff rankings. They have yet to be released, and they'll actually be released uh, reverse order, starting from 25, working their way down, and uh, we will bring those to you uh, coming up here in just a couple of minutes. Where do you think Alabama will be ranked? I'm going with second place. Uh, I, I have them listed at number two as well, Ryan. I think they'll be... Uh, voted in as the second best team uh, in the country, uh, and I think that that's a a fair ranking. Uh, not having my crimson colored glasses on. 
And when you think about Georgia, uh, it'll all work itself out with Alabama if they're able to continue to win and they'll meet uh, Georgia and they'll have to be in a, a must-win scenario uh, unless just major chaos happens in the world of college football, which would take a ton. Uh, when you look at Cincinnati, what would I you... heard the Auburn t- Tigers have dibs on uh, knocking Georgia off. That's what I heard. Yeah, well, they do. They do. No, they do. And okay. uh, do they have them? Do they have Georgia at home? Uh, no, they've yeah. already. Yeah, they've already lost to. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you're doing. I got you. I was just a little slow <laughs> reacting here. Um, what would you do with Cincinnati? Um, I, I have them at actually at number six, Ryan. Um, I'm, I'm right there with you. you. Know, I, just... I would have them at five or six. Um, and, 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 and the only reason I would have them no lower than that is because of where I would probably have Notre Dame. Um, and that's going to be an interesting dilemma if Notre Dame continues to win. Would, would, the, would they, they dare leave a Notre Dame that, has one loss out of the playoffs uh, when potentially everyone else in the playoffs other than Georgia could have a loss. Uh, and Cincinnati is the one that keeps them out. Will they f- say, hey, scheduling matters so much that even though they beat them head to head? And we know that that's happened before. Um, remember, uh, Penn State beat Ohio State, right? And won the, and won the Big Ten. Hey, just something to calculate as we're looking at this top 25. Mississippi State, 5-3 and three at 17. Ole Miss, 16, 6-2. Six so you begin to count quality wins, and you know you begin to look at resumes and resumes and resumes. That's a... They're, count, they're taking into account head-to-head matchups more than I've seen before because they do. They've got the Bulldogs here ahead of Kentucky. They had Wisconsin above Iowa. They're they're really taking into account head to head matchups, so it's going to be curious to see how they play that out with Ohio State and Oregon here in a little bit. And that will be yeah, something that we true. will watch. Yeah. Well, and and this is a jumbled up. I don't want to say mess, uh, but I think it's legit. I, I Ryan, I I personally don't like the the way college football does it. I don't think very few teams are perfect, uh, and I don't think perfect records and undefeated records equals best teams, but that's what we've made college football. Texas, we have literally we have literally made – go ahead. I was just going to say Texas State in 14, Auburn 13, as we'll try to reveal this. Uh, you know, we're not going to reveal every single team, but uh, just kind of highlighting some teams that in the SEC that Alabama will play on their resume. Continue, Martin. But what I was saying is we've made where we judge best teams by w- their records. And 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 that that doesn't exist anywhere else in sports, um, you know, uh, like like the AP poll. Okay, let's think about this for a second. Is there anybody you would take on in college football other than Georgia over Alabama? No, no, no. But yet they voted for how many weeks have they voted? No one, not one single guy, if they had to put their life on the line, <laughs> would say, I'm taking Cincinnati in front of Alabama. I don't care what their record is. I don't care who they beat. You're not going to take that team. But, it, but and, don't, don't they just almost like feel sorry for the group of five? Like there's a little you know, empathy in that. I mean, isn't that kind of where that comes from? Yeah, yeah, but that, and that's what I'm saying. But but. You, I'm, I'm not trying to call you out, Ryan, but you sometimes use that same philosophy in terms of 
thinking one team maybe when you talk about one loss, one loss doesn't mean anything. There's been one perfect team in the NFL since the 70s. When does perfect equal best? But that's the way we rank people. We we say, oh, they only they only the reality of it is Texas AM with two losses is better than probably all the teams with the exception of a couple. If if Texas AM went back like you typically do and replay the the teams, you know, like you play most teams in most sports, you play them twice, right? Who on Texas AM schedule would you say uh, if they if there was a do over and 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 they had to do it over, do you think Texas A and M would be sitting with one loss and that one loss would be to Alabama and they would have beat the other Arkansas and Mississippi State? Yeah, probably so. So 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 what makes that what makes them worse? You think that the, do you not think that they're much better than where are they at? Uh, fourteen was it fourteen? Yeah, fourteen, and then Auburn's at thirteen. Notre Dame's at ten. Uh, would you little... take? Would you take? Would you take Auburn over Texas A and M right now? No, no. I, no so, I, so why are they in front of Texas A and M? Well, right now? and some of this kind of, I think the committee kind of sets it up, understanding what is coming up. That you know, and and I think that's that's the hesitation of where I put Cincinnati at because I see a lot of people putting them in the top four because if they do that, you're almost saying, okay, well, Cincinnati, you're here now. If you continue to win, that you're going to earn a spot unless you just pull it back and say, and I know you based on resume and they wipe the clean slate and start all over. Uh, but I'm not, I'm not convinced they do that. I think the committee sets up things, understanding what's the future and how things, you know, if, if this works out, uh, that it, it will play into Jacob, you want to jump in, man, you got anything right there to add? You, oh, I, th- I was helping Joe out there for a second, but oh, my bad. My bad. I, I am, I am okay. curious to kind of see how this is going to play out with the, with with Cincinnati and those things because think about it because the argument for Wake Forest and what was the argument for Pitt was once uh you know if this schedule was good enough for Clemson it should be good enough for us don't take into account their recruiting classes and their five stars we went through our schedule the way it was built well the same thing works for Cincinnati because when they built this year's schedule they had Notre Dame and Indiana who were both top 15 teams and be, you know, while Notre Dame sits at ten now, it doesn't look as good as it as it could have because Indiana fell off so hard. So shouldn't it, in a way, be okay? We've held consistent for four or five years. We're going to a Power Five conference right. in the future. Oklahoma, it should help a little bit. Oklahoma's getting punished, uh, undefeated, and they're number eight in the current college football playoff ranking. So just kind of add that oh, in there. wow. Yeah, sorry, Martin. I didn't want to – I mean, I know we're in a big discussion here, but as they release these teams, Oklahoma has, has been pretty rusty and pretty sloppy. They're 9-0, and and they're hey, sitting and, at number and eight. that's right. That, that's a good That's a good good deal. So we'll Did find you? out. We'll find out where Alabama hey, – But, but I'm, like, I'm like Jacob. Go ahead. You know, it is kind of unfortunate for Cincinnati because – at least this is what I this is why I put Cincinnati at, at six, and I wouldn't put, you know, the other teams in front of them. I, I I really think Cincinnati would beat the other teams that that are being projected. I think Cincinnati, um, I, I I I think it'd be a toss up between Cincinnati and Ohio. I think with the way Michigan State is playing, I think Michigan State would beat Cincinnati. 
I think Ohio State would beat Cincinnati. I think Alabama would beat Cincinnati. And I think Georgia would beat Cincinnati. I don't know about Oregon, Notre We know about Notre Dame. I don't think Wake Forest or Oklahoma State. That's kind of the top ten that I had. So I, I put Cincinnati where I thought that they would – who they thought – I thought they would closely match up with. And I wouldn't have a problem with Cincy being five and OU being six. But, of course, <laughs> the committee made them eight. So that's even well, more interesting. Martin, also keep in mind – and we look at the Michigan Wolverines at number seven. But keep in mind, Cincinnati may be the uh, the ball that pushes this college football expansion in the playoffs – beyond the four teams because you're sitting there at Cincinnati and, and if you're not in the final four, then you're going to have the argument and then this will help advance that conversation beyond and not just advance it, but the group of five is saying, make us a part of the calculation. Make us have a, a reason to play uh, into these games. So you understand Cincinnati, they're playing for more than just this year. The group of five has a chance to possibly gain a spot and uh, this will help their argument if Cincinnati happens to get left out. But they're also they're on the way up, technically. Yeah. Technically yeah. speaking, right. the Big 12 will still be a Power 5 conference when they move up. So I don't know that they're so much worried about that, but that what what Martin's saying kind of brings up the the silliness of this whole thing and what he was talking about how earlier, you know, what does perfection mean in the grand scheme of things? How does that mean you're the best? Because when you kind of look at what Cincinnati's going through and we say, well, I think on paper Georgia and Alabama are the only two teams that can beat Cincinnati. Well, that's silly because three weeks ago I said, no, but, you know, Texas A&M didn't have a snowball's chance of beating Alabama. And they sure enough went out there and did it. That's the whole point of a playoff is so that you know that this team is better than that team rather than just saying it on paper. So I think in Cincinnati's defense, if they've got to find a way into this playoff to show why uh, an expanded playoff is actually a good thing, because then we just we get to know the outcome. Whether they win or lose is is probably beside the point, but just getting to know is half the battle. So Cincinnati will yeah. be in this top six. We just don't know where they'll be, Martin. Yeah, and I, I and I I, I was going to say, that, you know, I, I wish that there was a way to. You know, to me, you, you take the conference champions and you take one more at least in a, in a playoff scenario. Uh, but to your point, they're going to be Big 12. Um, the, and, and I think that that actually may help them as well this year. I, I think that helps Cincinnati uh, because if you're if you're a, a, a person that believes in the Big 12 and, and, and viability, uh, wouldn't you be wanting them to get in this year? Hopefully, with the chance of them representing, um, uh, it's possible. It's possible that two of the teams would, uh, you know, OU being Big Twelve currently, boom. So they get some street cred there. But then, since he being a future Big Twelve, if they get in, so they have a a couple chances. Alabama is that number two team. Georgia is one. Alabama's two, and we're waiting for three, four, five, and six to be revealed. But Alabama. According to the college football playoff committee of 13 members, believe Alabama is the number two team in the country. I agree. Yeah. I don't think that's any argument here. And, and really, they have the potential to uh, – and, and once again, the committee, I'm not saying this was part of it, but uh, Alabama will either prove that they belong at that number two spot or they won't. Uh, if they, I mean, think, think about the Alabama team. They lost to Texas A&M. How bad did we play that night? <laughs> 
Not good. I mean, not good. I, I mean, we played by we played. I mean, it, it took a near perfect game by um A and M. A near perfect game in in over a half of bad football by Alabama defensively. You take the whole first half and then you take the last two drives of the second half. And and we look like we didn't even know what we were doing on defense. And then you take into consideration, I, I think Nick Saban's conservative side got the best of him. Bill O'Brien didn't have the guts that Kiffin had, and he 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 kind of pooped the you know at the goal line twice. And what three times we settled inside the twenty for field goals and got nine points versus you know. 14, 17, 21 points we left on you know on the board. And we still had a chance to win the game. So Michigan's, it's kind of crazy to think about. Michigan State at that number three spot. The uh, the Michigan okay. State Spartans up there. Uh, oh, I, I missed that one. I had them at four. Okay. Cincinnati's going to be six, aren't they? Yes. That's what I had. Wow. We're going to see. We'll see. We'll see. They're going to. I mean, they're really uh, dragging this who, thing out. I mean, it's 21 hey, who, minutes who, in. and they're... Who's 10? Go from 10 for me, Ryan. I'm not looking uh, at it. Okay, we, you're going to have to give me a second. So I'm, I'm not looking at the uh, direct uh, poll. Alabama, see, Georgia, Alabama, and, and everything's not been released yet, but Notre Dame was at that 10 spot. Oklahoma. Notre Dame. All right, Wake Forest is 9. Oklahoma is 8. Uh, and 7 was the Michigan Wolverines. So did I get it all there for you? Notre Dame. Wake Forest at nine. Oh, Oregon at four. What? Do what? Hey, you. you hey, sorry. You I just. I didn't mean to distract you. No, Jacob nailed it. Jacob said they're taking head to head serious. And so and they've that, got Oregon at four. So they got Alabama. Excuse me, Georgia, Alabama, Michigan State, and the fourth spot is Oregon. Let's see where they put Cincinnati. Is it at? Is it at five or is it at six? Or are they throwing the Pac-12 a little bit of a bone out there? Remember, man, this committee, I hate the way yeah. it's decided because I don't think these guys. Right. I, I think this means that Ohio State's five or six. It's got to be. they didn't well, yeah, want to yeah. put Ohio State in front of Oregon. To uh, Jacob said they're taking head-to-head more serious based on the prior rankings, and that seems to be bearing it out. So we're waiting for five and six, and then we'll discuss it. But uh, reading mm. back through, it's wow. Notre Dame 10, Wake Forest at nine, Oklahoma at eight, Michigan at seven, and then reverse order is Georgia one, Alabama two, three, the Michigan State Spartans, and then Oregon at four, and we're waiting five or six to fill in the gap here in just a couple of seconds as we're watching the College Football Selection Committee, the initial first rankings of the month of November, and uh, this will all clean itself up. Uh, there may be some fights at the end, but, uh, hey, feel pretty comfortable. If Alabama's able to win, they're in. If not, uh, they won't be. But uh, waiting for five and six, man. They are dragging this out. We're 23 minutes in. They've still not filled in uh, the complete chart here. So, uh, Oklahoma I, I, number eight. Wow. But once again, if, if they win – like if they continue to win, all right, Ohio State is five, so Cincinnati's six. So told you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They 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 had to put Oregon up there because of where they ranked Ohio State. 
But you know, as you look at this this map, <laughs> remember the geographical bias is present. It's and I always hate when they go in a room and they put a chair or excuse me their hat up on a table, and I'm going that doesn't remove your bias. You're still, Absolutely not. But that but it's, it's like a pretend. It's more like a show, and so. You know, and you've also got to remember now, the SEC, uh, there's nothing they can, well, I say there's nothing they can do about it, but keep in mind, there's a lot of dislike in that room because the SEC is growing and they feel like that, you know, the power will even become more in the Southeastern Conference. Anyway, um, so biggest reaction is Oregon at that spot? Uh, I would say yes. I mean, to me, uh, I didn't have Oregon in the top six. I mean, I had them number seven, but wow. wow. And and everybody's saying Miss Badly on number four, Oklahoma being, you know, so just looking at I think, reaction. I think Michigan is, I, I, I just, of course, that's probably personal uh, bias, uh, dislike of Jim Harbaugh, but he, he's always overrated. So, um, so there the, it is. The Big Ten has three, what, three in the top seven? Yeah. So yeah. So wow. All right. So SEC you got a little work to do, man. We're, we're I mean, this is where it's weird that you leave it to a committee because on one hand you can say, "Well, look at the head-to-head matchup." Yeah, you can. That that would make Oregon theoretically rank higher than Ohio State, but Ohio State lost to Oregon. Oregon lost to Stanford. You know, and then you say the same thing about Alabama. Well, why should Alabama be ahead of Michigan State? Alabama lost A&M, who wasn't ranked. So it, it, that's yeah. what makes it kind of silly. Like, okay, cool. Well, they, they cover for themselves. So, like, they, they move teams up based on what they have ahead. This oh, oh, yeah, we saw it a couple years ago when Oregon was undefeated. It seemed like every conference champion could go undefeated, and they had Oregon up there so that if, when they fell – they would have an opportunity to come back, but they just fell too far. So, yeah. Martin, uh, this is—I mean, which a lot of a lot of different debate, a lot of different things to to work its way out. But uh, I'm still I'm still not convinced. Listen, there is a ton of money to be made, and everybody's biased towards the green. Everybody, everybody wants more of it. Remember, there's a lot of financial constraints on college football currently. They know by expanding beyond the four teams that there's a payday for most of these guys. And in this room, there's a lot of influence. They understand it. They know to push this narrative beyond four teams. You create a little chaos. Create a little uh, drama. Ryan, Reese, I was in a a, a meeting where Reese Davis was the speaker. Sure. He said the expanded playoff in ESPN conversations, they're expecting it to be two billion dollars. Do you think they're going to let that? You, do you think? No. Do you, no. Do you think there's any chance, Jacob, that that they say, you know, hey, let's not expand. Let's leave. Let's leave that additional one point six billion dollars on the table by not adding four more teams. I mean, I can advocate all I want for the expansion because it gives us more football, the opportunity to know if teams are better. 
but that's just for me. That's just m- the way I look at it. I ain't got, you know, I'm not the one raking in millions of dollars off the backs of 20 year olds like these guys right. are. Absolutely, so you, you would find a way to make more money off of this. It's all there for you, and it's just sitting there. Take it. If you and I wanted to see, and you think like I do, I having played the game, Jacob, you you're like me. I I know that that for the most part, nine times out of ten the favorites when it comes to the Blue Bloods versus those other guys are going to win. But there's only been a handful of times to me where there was truly one of these, we call them group of fives now. It used to be the Boise's of the world. Uh, Unfortunately, Boise uh, ran their gamut before the college football playoffs, or they would have been, you know, that conversation every year. But the one time I remember when, when, there was like they talk about Cincy against Georgia last year. Georgia really wasn't motivated. But the one time I remember a matchup between a team being motivated, Oklahoma, and Boise being motivated. Boise pulled out all the stops, Statue of Liberty, and and, and and reverses and double pass. They did everything they could, and they ended up winning that game. Do you remember that game? We do. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Yep. And, 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 and to me. That's the beauty. It's not going to happen very often. Nine times out of ten, if you were to take this, the Cincy, they're not going to win. But every once in a while, and, and the reason I know this is because of what happened in 92. There was zero reason on paper to pick Alabama over, you know, Miami. Even though we were, even though we were, you know, everybody forgets, we weren't Alabama the way we're viewed now. We were viewed as they don't belong. They don't deserve to be here. They're a joke. They're they're this, 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 and this. But we just kept winning, and they finally couldn't keep us out of it. And we beat the team by 21 points. So that's why you want to play it out on the field, and that's why I want expansion is because of those few times every so often that that dream, you know, team comes together and makes a run, like like potentially a Cincy team could. That's Martin Houston. I'm Ryan Fowler. We'll break here. We'll come back. We're going to talk about some scenarios and uh, what Alabama might be facing on this uphill battle. They're back against the wall. All they got to do is win. We'll talk about it. LSU, first up, Tide 100.9, the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. You're listening to Tide 100.9. Are you in the holiday spirit? Check out Tuscaloosa's Home for the Holidays on Nick 97.5. All Christmas songs, 24-7. That's a... Hot! Is Elsie having fun? Have some fun, man! Talking Alabama Crimson Tide football on Alabama Tradition with Martin Houston and Ryan Fowler in Tuscaloosa on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. It all fell apart. What it meant to be will eventually be a memory of a time I tried so So the chairman just said a couple of minutes ago that uh, Alabama, there was really not a debate 
at that number two spot. He said there was some, but it was pretty much a consensus that Alabama belonged at that number two spot. He said the real debate was three through nine. So if you're just now getting back in your vehicle, the college football has released their first initial rankings. Georgia at number one. They said there was really no debate there. Alabama number two, Michigan State three, Oregon four, five, Ohio State six, Cincinnati. Seven, the Michigan Wolverines. Eight, Oklahoma. That's right, eight, Oklahoma. That's not a misprint. Nine and zero, uh, but maybe not uh, as dominant as the committee wanted. Uh, Wake Forest, eight and zero at number nine, and then Notre Dame at seven and one. Uh, one of the things I thought Reese Davis pointed out, and uh, he talked about Cincinnati being at that number six spot. Looking at the conferences, excuse me, the American Conference, that there's nobody else ranked in this top twenty-five. And we talked about this going into the rankings, Martin. If they put Cincinnati up and if they won out, then you would pretty much have to make the claim that uh, they were in. I think they put them there for a reason, uh, knowing that, hey, we're going to cover for them. And I also think the trust of Alabama is there. Alabama has proved the committee to be smart over the years and years and years, and it's a trust factor. Yeah, Ryan, you know, now that you see where Alabama comes out in the college football playoffs, would you say that Texas A&M uh, net neutral, net positive, um, or net negative as far as that loss goes in Alabama in terms of what they want to accomplish other than having a perfect season? I mean, it's a, it's a negative, but, but obviously the committee values Texas A&M. I would say it's a net positive. Yeah. I think I think Alabama is a better team having lost to Texas A&M than they would have been if they were coming in here at number one or number two without a loss. I think that that since they did not lose anything other than the potential to have been the number one ranked team in the country. Remember, I, I always think back to how Nick Saban finally got buy in at, when he first started. La Monroe. Sure. That La Monroe loss did more for the dynasty and the run that we are on than any win ever did because he got buy-in. What did he say for, what, five solid weeks, six solid weeks? We don't know how to play football yet for four quarters. We don't know how to be a complete team. We don't know how to play with intensity. But it didn't cost us. We were still winning. So it's to those kids that are 18 to 22, 23 years old, it's just like the old man just bumping his gums. He doesn't know, hey, man, we were perfect last year, and we're perfect again this year. And the new guys are like, hey, we're here and we're still winning. But when they lost, now all of a sudden he had some, some, some working points and now when there's a mistake, even within, within a win, Ryan, he says, see, if we keep doing this, as we get against better and better teams, this is going to cost us. And now he has something that he can literally point to, like in the Texas A&M game. Because it didn't cost him in the other games. So as we look at the college football selection committee, let's go some hypotheticals. Let's pretend that there was an 18 playoff and that we were playing these right now. This is the way that it would look. You would have Georgia-Oklahoma in the initial matchup, which I want bye weeks for the first couple of teams, so 
this would not please me because I think there needs to be a reward for the season uh, to get there. So I'm, I'm all about bye weeks, but let's just pretend that those are not in place. Georgia, Oklahoma, week number one. Alabama mm. uh, against khaki pants up in Ann Arbor. So you'd have Alabama against the Michigan Wolverines. Like it. Not too bad. Not too bad. I think that'd be an easy win for Alabama. Uh, Michigan State uh, would get a chance to play that group of five team, uh, the Cincinnati Bearcats. So you'd have three against six uh, there. Prove it. You know, hey, you're on the field. Prove that you belong in the conversation. Yep. And then Oregon would be playing Ohio State once again at four against five. I like it. I mean, that. Which of those would you complain about as a matchup? No, you you wouldn't. I don't think you listen. More yeah. football is good. I just think that there's a hell. No, I'm saying yes. that people people have said there wouldn't be quality teams if you go beyond four. Is what what kind of been the the argument is that there wouldn't be, you know, if you go beyond the four teams that there wouldn't be quality matchups. Well, I think this says otherwise if it were to end the way it is right now. But how much does this season, Martin, in your opinion, and, and Jacob, please jump in here because I'm, I'm throwing this stuff against the wall, and sometimes I'm having to work it out on my head as we go through, but how much is the transfer portal created and introduced more parity in the game of college football? I, I think it's two things. I think it's the transfer portal, and I think it's the super seniors. I think that that there is more parity, at least this year. Um, you know, I mean, how different would we be looking at Alabama right now if Rodell Williams and Trey uh, Sanders were our only two running backs? Yeah, because that's where we would be without Brian Robinson. Yeah. No, I mean no. you. You, you, you feel a little different. Yeah. I mean, not trying to be funny. You feel a little different. Not that we couldn't win, but you would feel different about this team. And there, Arkansas, would Arkansas have pulled the upsets they had without those super seniors in the transfer portals? Would Ole Miss even be relevant without, you know, the addition of the linebackers that they got through the transfer portal? I mean, you can pick team after team where you can see either a super senior or a transfer was key. How, how different would our offense be without Jameis, uh, Jamison Williams? Immediate eligibility. I mean, whew. Henry Toa Toa. I mean, you just, I mean, you go through, he's a leading tackler on the other side. I mean, that's, you know, you got the leading receiver is Williams, and then Henry is the leading tackler on the other side. Um, Neither one of those guys would be here in a typical season. I mean, pre transfer portal. Jacob? Well, I was going to say, you know, Toto might be the leading tackler. How many of those are within three yards of the line of scrimmage? It's a completely different story. Uh, but I think Martin's on to it. Look at him. Look at him. Still. I think I think Martin's onto it, though. It, it, it's got a little bit to do with the transfer portal, a little bit to do with the super seniors. And, and I think, you know, realistically, this season is still, I think, impacted by the ramifications of last year uh, being the anomaly that it was. Because mm-hmm. it allowed for Alabama to surplant itself and show how dominant it was, but then it loses that entire team, comes in this year, and now it's a fresh slate, and everybody's like, oh, well, they seem more beatable than, than in past years. Are they really the number two team? 
Well, yeah, because they're still better than Michigan State, who's going to probably lose a game. They're still better than Oregon, who's probably going to lose another game. They're still better than Oklahoma and Cincinnati and all those. But that's the problem with with the way that the college football playoff is structured, is that it creates an, it creates an argument, creates discussion, but it creates a sect of one side of that discussion that's like what uh, Martin was just saying a second ago, where they just say, well, there's not quality teams after them. That's a bunch of baloney. The fact is you don't have the elite teams after them. You don't have the number one seed on both sides of the bracket if you expand past four, but you do still have quality teams. And we see enough chaos year in and year out in college football to know that you can lose those games. Usually what happens is the chaos circles back around and allows the Alabamas, LSUs, Ohio States, Oregons, Oklahomas to get back to the top of the mountain because the other teams couldn't sustain that consistency and performance, as Nick Saban would say. So there's still opportunities for those teams once you do expand to 8 or 12. And for the record, as it has always stood, I agree with you. Keep by weeks. You deserve to be rewarded for a good regular season. Think think about Nick Saban's, and I'm doing air quotes here, guys. Nick Saban's worst team, right, would be 2010 by record. Yeah, I mean, it, a couple of years right? ago was was a team that I maybe didn't reach their goals either. But yeah, 2010 with I mean, look at the I mean, three, but they had yeah, three, losses, three losses, right? Right. Yeah. Where would that team rank versus where would that team win out? In, in other words. If the college football playoff existed that year, they wouldn't make the playoffs. I guarantee you there would be no one that would want to play that team in the playoffs. Because ask Michigan State what it's like. Uh, 2015. <laughs> I mean, thought they no, had no, a chance. I'm talking about that. Oh. Well, that, that, that year, though, when they would, what, 9-3 and three, and they – beat Michigan. It was so bad that Coach Saban was trying to run out the clock and and Eddie Lacy was going up the middle of the field and looking for someone to tackle him and Coach Saban was holding up his hands going, I'm trying to run out the clock, you know. Um, and, and that's why you, I love for championships to be decided on the field. And we're closer than we used to be, but I still think there's room for us to get even closer to having uh, undisputed, without question, national champion. Well, and and so in in a perfect scenario for me, like I said, when when Jacob added the bye weeks, when I I go back, I just feel like okay, you reward Georgia runs through it undefeated, reward them. If Alabama, you know, I'm I'm not saying typical because Alabama's not going to be able to run, but just saying that one or two teams at the top, give them a reward for doing it, and then give the others a mulligan to earn their way back in. So, correct. And but I also, Martin. I, I remember 2016. I remember being in that locker room when Alabama come walking in, and I remember looking at myself and I said, "I wish I could take a snapshot of the guys who walked off that field." Now some of that was self-inflicted because they had to defend a hundred plays, but I watched players just completely exhausted, just laid all across the locker room. Some of that was because they were upset at the way they performed. But some of that was just exhaustion, and I got to, I, I got to think. Brian, if they had won, you would not have seen any of that. Probably so. You're probably right. No, no, no Ryan. If they had won, <laughs> you would not have seen any of that. But I had to ask I myself. I said, you, Martin, did I, would they could Ryan, they have played one more week? 
Could they have, could they have went one more round? Well, well, do you think Clemson could have played one more round? Probably not. That's that's yeah, why. Yeah, they could have. Yeah, of course they could have. Now, do they? Do you want that? No, especially with the fact that you know we we say you say they play what ninety four plays that night or something. Yeah, like one hundred, one hundred. They had to defend one hundred plays. And and everybody blamed that it, on offense. And I'm like, maybe it was ninety four. Like, maybe it was ninety four. 90, but my Maybe point is everybody always blaming it on offense. I'm like, get off the field on third down, and you don't play that many plays. So Self it's not the offense's yeah. fault. The other defense got us off the field. Get the get team off, off the field. I, I love it when people say that. But anyway, that's a sidebar. Um, yeah, Ryan, it's, it's, it's – now, do I like that being the case with college football? No, I, I think that – but if they're going to now give them a little bit of the – reward of it, then I feel better about them expanding the playoffs and playing one more game or one more round uh, if they're going to let the players be a part of the festivities, uh, which the name, image, and likeness, I, I think there is, without a doubt, going to be an additional lawsuit or whatever that says, hey, uh, we need to start getting paid um, you know, as a percentage of the college football playoffs. Sure. Well, and, and also get, give me, give me more scholarships because we're sitting here watching for an Alabama team that I mean you you've already mentioned it. We're the limited backfield. You watch a roster like Alabama suffer with scholarships. Give me more scholarships. But if we're yeah. talking about the the lengthening of the college football season because you expand the playoffs. Don't don't cut off one side of the blanket and stitch it onto the other side and call it longer. It, it's it's still effectively the same. Okay, first of all, we praise Clemson, or maybe not us, but folks praise Clemson for being the first fifteen and O team. So you're first of all you're you're sitting on the history aspect of that, and the teams that make the playoffs have players that are prepared to play a seventeen game schedule in the NFL. But on the other side of that, if if we're talking about the length and saying, well, this is a health issue and it goes back to NIL and all those other sorts of things, then do what's actually intelligent and and cater the sport and, and have some structure behind it. Get rid of Alabama playing New Mexico State every three years. Get rid of Alabama playing Mercer every three years. Because while those games serve to fund those schools, they do nothing for Alabama except get Will Anderson and have his knee get blown out on a on a meaningless third third quarter play so I, I, but i think i and i would i would just disagree with you a little bit there jacob from this sense not not about the length length in that nick saban does not keep these players if there are no new mexico states if he's not playing these five stars and giving them that bone these guys are out of here i promise you nick saban uses those games he he doesn't need three of them and so to your point, I would say get rid of at least one of them. But he I think he I think that's part of his process. And I think if you get rid of those games, then those guys that he he, he think about he usually schedule one what? Kind of early in the season, right? Yes, yes. You know why usually that's early after in the season? That first game because it's a cleanup game. No, no, the reason he scheduled one early and then and at least one late is They've been through all summer, all camp, and it's a reward to keep them engaged. Great point. Man. I they agree. Go through the season, and they're about ready to quit. They're about ready to go home. 
They're tired. Everybody's telling them, you should be playing. You're great. You're wonderful. And they get that bone at the end of the year as well. I, I think he uses it because I have tried to figure out, how does this man keep all of these guys so engaged when everybody else loses them? I think he intentionally makes well, them a part of it. To me, Jacob, what they need to do, uh, Ryan, and I'll, I'll be quick with this. They have changed the offensive game where the referees are running around like chickens with their heads cut off to spot the ball, running through the line, running back to get out of their, in their position. Guys are snapping the balls before the hey, officials are even set. Man. They're Before they're even set. And so now you have – officials missing calls, then you have, instead of running 65 to 70 plays, you're running 90, 85 to 90. Add that up for me, guys. If I add, if I add 15 to 20 snaps a game, and that's what they've done, 15 to 20 snaps a game, multiply that times 12. How many more plays did I just run in that season? Sure. Great point. Great 200. Point. 200 and something point plays. So I just played the equivalent that on, on the body because it's not the game. It's the, it's the, it's the wear and tear of the number of hits and tackles and bumps and bruises that accumulate over a season that, that gets it. It's not whether you, if you play a game and you play 40 plays, that game doesn't have the same impact as the game is 90. But when you add them all up and you're playing that many plays consistently, that's 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 what that's two to three more games just by the way we run our offenses jacob you got a quick thought on you got seconds i definitely agree with everything he said but if the backups are playing those games then that takes a, a game and a half away but also if those guys you know need that bone then maybe that just adds to the college football parody a little bit. Those five stars can go somewhere else, and Alabama doesn't have to hog all of them. I know nobody listening to this station wants to hear me say that, but it is a little <laughs> get unfair. Here, get out of here. Get out of here. I, we need I, all I, the I'm five okay stars. With that too, Jacob. <laughs> well, but also, if, if you know that you've got a some wiggle room, maybe you play more players. Anyway, that's why it creates great discussion. More scholarships needed. Give me Good 95. What's it going to cost these programs? If you can't pay it, keep up. Get out of here. Uh, that's Martin yeah. Houston, 6 a.m. tomorrow morning. Uh, you will find him and all of our great lineup. Hillcrest Huddle coming up in just a couple of seconds. That's Jacob. I'm Ryan. I'll see you back here at 2 o'clock. Jacob at 11. Good night, T-Town. See you tomorrow. Roadside. Go Braves. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Sky partially sunny this afternoon, Tuscaloosa's high 64. Tonight increasingly cloudy with a low at 43. Very cool tomorrow and Thursday, mostly cloudy both days with a chance of some scattered light rain. Highs between 51 and 54. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 62 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Hello, this is...